0: This is AutoLine Daily reporting on all aspects of the global automotive industry. Sales of new cars are dropping in China and it's starting to really affect the bottom line of car companies there. Geely, which owns Volvo and 10% of Daimler, reports that its sales fell 15% in the first half of the year. Its revenue fell 11%, but its net profits plummeted 40% to about $568 million and no doubt We're going to hear about this happening to other car companies in China. The number of children dying from heat stroke when they're left in cars is on the rise. Last year, 52 kids died, so NHTSA kicked off a Twitter campaign reminding parents to check the back seat before leaving the car. Amazingly, there's a direct correlation between airbags and kids getting left in cars. When airbags for front seat passengers were introduced in the early 1990s, parents had to put their kids in the back seat so they would not be harmed if the airbag deployed. Check out this chart from kidsandcars.org. The airbag deaths are represented by the little red squares, and heat stroke deaths are the yellow bars. As you can see, as airbag deaths fell, the number of children dying in cars continued to grow. Automakers have started to offer backseat reminders in vehicles, which seems like a good way to help fight this problem. Yesterday, we reported that Tesla is lowering how much it spends on R&D as a percentage of its revenue. And the same goes for its capital investments in plant and equipment. Tesla's spending is now more in line with traditional automakers, though it could spend more as it borrows money in China to pay for its new assembly plant there. But it's also likely that Tesla is spending proportionately less money on R&D and CapEx, to drop more money to the bottom line. Elon Musk promises shareholders that the company will be profitable by the fourth quarter of this year. Hyundai is coming out with a limited edition version of the high-performance i30N that will make its debut at the Frankfurt Auto Show. Called the i30N Project C, it'll have carbon fiber components, unique 19-inch wheels, and aerodynamic upgrades. We'd also expect to see a few unique touches on the interior as well. Only 600 of the Project C's will be made, and it goes on sale in European markets later this year. While Americans can't seem to get enough of mid-size pickups from Japanese automakers, they absolutely shun their full-size trucks. According to data from Ward Intelligence, the highest market share Toyota has seen with the Tundra was 9.1%, and that was in 2007. Currently, it's hovering around 5%. It's even worse for Nissan. The best the Titan was ever able to muster was 3.5% of the market in 2005, Today, it's only at 1.5%. With the Detroit 3 commanding 94% of full-size pickup sales this year, it might almost make sense for Toyota and Nissan to share a large truck platform. But if the Mercedes X-Class is any indicator, that's not going to work either. It's a rebadged and upgraded version of the Nissan Navara pickup, and it went into production in 2017. But sales have been so poor, it sold less than 17,000 of the trucks last year, and that was in Australia, Europe, Latin America, and Africa combined, that Mercedes could drop the truck altogether. The head of the automaker's van division said it's looking at what we have and what we could have, meaning that truck could be headed for the chopping block in less than three years.
1: Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone Tires, your journey, our passion.
0: Jim Dunn was probably the best-known spy photographer in the automotive business. Unfortunately, he just passed away. And in remembrance of him, we wanted to show you this clip from AutoLine this week when Jim explained one of the tricks he used to get some of his best spy shots. Number one, how did you ever you know, muster up the courage oh, to God. try to get through a guard shack or a receptionist when you first started mm-hmm. this?
1: Well, it may have meant my job at the magazine. You might have gotten fired for this. I might have gotten Because you're fired. trespassing. And I might have been arrested and, yeah, trespassing. Well, the disguise was simple. It was a white short sleeve shirt with a skinny black tie. And uh, in the pocket here, I'd have the uh, pencil, all the pencils in a... Uh, pr- uh,
0: Pocket protector,
1: pocket protector, and a definite attitude. And like you
0: belong there.
1: Yeah, and then uh, I'd have a I'd have a uh, clipboard, and a very official look on my face. No, I wouldn't look at the receptionist because she wasn't, or he wouldn't wasn't worth it. So I just uh, walk by, and walk in. Now, one of the early times. Jerry Flint, the late Jerry Flint, who worked for the New York Times, and I would go into this, uh, the pilot plant at Chrysler on East Jefferson in Detroit. And by pilot,
0: you mean where they would build early
1: models. The very first build-up of the very first cars, and they hand practically hand build them. Well, by the time they finished the cars at this pilot plant, they would take pictures of them, and then ship them out to be tested. Well, Flint and I uh, would walk by the receptionist, at the front of a assembly plant, because in the back of the assembly plant was the pilot plant. So we'd walk by, get in the assembly plant, walk down the assembly line with our clipboards and our official look and our skinny tie and our pocket protectors, and of course look at the assembly line and then walk out to the back, outside the door, down onto a rail spur, walk along the tracks about twenty feet, back up on the docks, and then into the pilot plant. And we just, voila, we just appear there from nowhere. And he would carry the lens, I'd carry the body of the camera. All hidden. Yeah. And we'd kind of nose around, look around, and take pictures. Well, I, I, we almost got nabbed there one time. And it was the last, that was the next year, the last year I ever took a picture inside that pilot plant because uh, the second time we went in, I was v- extremely nervous. And we walked down the assembly line out on the track and then up the dock and inside. Well, we, right away we see five suits over in the distance in this plant. Jerry and I are looking at the p- uh, pilot cars, and the suits are eyeing us. And I'm thinking, if they come over here, what are we going to say? Well, my, um, the president of my company had already told me, Jim, whatever you do, never tell a lie. Now, why would a president be telling me that? What, what did I do wrong? <laughs> anyway, here come the suits, all five of them. Jerry and I are just staring at this pilot car, hoping they'd walk by. But they walked up, and uh, the one man said to us, uh, can I help you, gentlemen? I says, oh, uh, no, we're just here on our uh, lunch hour looking over the new models. He says, well, you know, last year somebody got in here and took pictures of our pilot cars, and they appeared in a national magazine, was my magazine. (laughs) So uh, he says, ever since then, you have to sign in. And um, he says, where are you from? And I says, "Uh, we're from Publications downtown. We just came over on a lunch hour, so, uh, well, we're through here. I think we'll leave. He says, well, sign in if you want. I said, no, no, we're kind of in a hurry. Thanks anyway. So we walked out well our feet were going like this but our arms are going real slow that's the last time we got outside the plant down past the regular guard as soon as we hit the sidewalk we both screamed that was it jim dunn
0: was one of a kind and that wraps up today's show